This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. I'm your host, Lee Llewellyn. This is the next in our series of Economic Development is More Important Than Ever podcasts, where we highlight activities that local economic development organizations are doing to respond to the pandemic and COVID-19. Um, today, I'm talking with Carol Sergi, Director of Workforce Strategy for Invest Hamilton County, and we're going to talk about some of their workforce strategies before the coronavirus crisis, uh, how they have pivoted during the crisis, and then how they are beginning to mobilize various stakeholders uh, in the Hamilton County community to address workforce needs going forward. So, Carol, thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, thanks, Lee, for having me. So I, I suspect that most of the economic development professionals understand the importance of workforce development uh, to the practice of economic development, but, but let's start by uh, having you take just a few minutes to provide an overview of Hamilton County's efforts before the pandemic uh, related to workforce and why that was an important focus for you uh, even before all this started. Sure. Well, I was hired in the fall of 2018 when Hamilton County Economic Development decided to focus on talent attraction and workforce retention since our four major cities, which are Carmel, Fishers, Noblesville, and Westfield, they have their own economic development staffs through their mayor's offices, and they really do focus on the business attraction piece. So they felt like the workforce and talent attraction was the piece that we were missing. Um, unemployment in Hamilton County was one of the lowest in the state and the board of directors felt that the talent piece was really what we should focus on through the county effort for the county. Since starting the position, um, we, I spent a lot of time listening, learning, and researching the needs of the businesses in our county, and then focused our efforts out of that knowledge on a marketing initiative that included revamping our website, to promote Hamilton County as a great place to live and work, um, also creating a marketing campaign with videos, social media, digital ads to attract talent in our growing industries, marketing materials that were made available to our local companies to help them with their recruitment efforts, and then also created an email newsletter that was sent out to our local stakeholders that included information related to tra talent attraction, retention, and development. Um, and then we also created and started our effort with the 21st Century Talent Region, um, for the county so that we could engage all of our local leadership um, across the county in efforts with the workforce growth. So maybe talk a little bit then, uh, uh, so what was that 21st uh, century talent region? Uh, talk, uh, just give me a little background on that. Sure. So as I started the position, you know, workforce and talent was a major component of what we needed to do across the county. So it was really important to start talking to all the different entities because we do have a lot of them here with our four cities about what their needs were. And so I had initially just created a group of people that included um, chambers and economic development folks and um, workforce people who um, were involved in that area. And we were meeting on a regular basis, a monthly basis so that we could just collaborate our efforts. And then I started meeting with Blair Milo with the state and she was telling me about the 21st century talent region opportunity. I came back to that group and said, 
you know, we really want to be a part of that conversation. We want to make sure that Hamilton County is part of, of um, that talent effort. And so we applied to be one of the 21st century talent region groups, um, spent really pretty much all of last year um, creating our dashboard and our ecosystem and really diving into what our unique situation was here in Hamilton County that needed to um, really move forward so that we could help out our, our area the best as possible. Okay, that helps. Um, that helps. And it's always good to give a shout out to Blair. Yeah. <laughs> she seems to be a little bit of everywhere all the time. She is. Uh, and, you know, so, you know, talking about how you started all that stuff, doesn't that seem like that was like a million years ago when we were it having, when like we were doing yeah, all these you know, things? It does. And, you know, the fact I've only been doing this for not even two years, it seems like it was five years ago at this yeah. point. <laughs> and, and I think that's because, you know, because of the, the pandemic, you know, the, the, the changes have just been so dramatic in just such a short period of time. Uh, and, and I think, you know, we started, we all started some of these conversations uh, back when uh, Indiana's unemployment rate uh, was 2%. And, uh, you know, that was just probably in February. And now, you know, we're certainly seeing that, that at least around the state uh, and certainly around the country that it's double digits. Uh, and all of this occurred just in a matter of weeks, it feels like. And so, uh, and then again, you know, as we, as we sort of moved into all of this stuff, uh, the economy began to shut down, businesses were shuttered. So it seemed to me that when I was looking at uh, uh, things that I've seen come from your organization, it seemed like Invest Hamilton County pivoted very quickly in terms of, of your position. Um, I mean, your position, but also the position of the organization in terms of how you were casting your role uh, relative to workforce. Uh, so I know, I, as I look back, I know that uh, going all the way back to April 1st, you began publishing some weekly online resources to connect people to jobs. So talk about how you made that pivot. Talk about some of the things that you started doing uh, early on. I think while you were still, uh, as we all were, trying to figure out what this was going to look like. But how did you make that pivot? Sure. Um and a lot of people don't realize that Hamilton County Economic Development is really pretty unique in the state um, because we have an operating agreement with Hamilton County Tourism. Since I'm a one-person staff, they really felt like it was important to have um, some resources. So I'm considered part of the Hamilton County Tourism staff, although my focus and, my, and I have a separate board that I report to is all about um, the workforce and economic development. But because of that close association, the effects of the pandemic were immediate in our office. Um, tourism and hospitality industries were probably the hardest hit, so we saw it immediately. So our office really had to make some really quick decisions on staff reduction, um, knowing that our budget was really um, affected by the lack of travel and hotel tax revenue coming in. And that still even affected my budget, even though I have a separate budget, because some of those dollars are um, supported by the tourism office. So we sat down and um, had to make some quick decisions, created a 90-day emergency plan, uh, one for tourism and one for my office. And then um, what we really wanted to do was to see what we could do for an immediate help. 
Um, again, with being a part of the tourism office, I knew that the workforce was going to be affected immediately because we see that and heard that from the beginning. So after we created that plan, one of the first things I did was I have an HR advisory council that I convened when I first started this position. There's about 25 companies, um, HR directors that I meet with quarterly. So I sent a survey out to them probably in the first week or so after we shut down our office and asked them what was happening at their individual companies as far as um, hiring, laying people off. And I was frankly surprised that several of them were still hiring and actually ramping up their hiring because they had pivoted to doing some business that was supporting COVID initiatives. So we saw that we needed to do something to help them ramp up their business. And so one of the first things we did was create the job board um, and that we created that, put that on our website because of all the connections that we have through you know, the group that we worked with, with the 21st Century Talent Region, our HR folks, it was fairly easy for me to reach out to our companies and find out who was hiring so we could get that job board up. And, and because we also have an in-house person here who can manage our website, we were able to turn that around really quickly. Um, we also wanted to become a resource for those companies not only just from the job board, but what else could we do? Hamilton County Tourism was already helping from a communication standpoint for the company or for the county. They were um, meeting on a regular basis with the health department. They were helping our service providers because again, a lot of those hospitality workers were displaced and so they really needed some nonprofit um, help from our service providers on, on getting food and, and possibly housing and, and just helping them maintain their um, ability to, to live on a day-to-day -day basis. So all of us really kind of pivoted. Um, I started going out and getting um, positive stories of what was happening with our companies so that we could see that, that people were making those pivots across the county and that there was positive news out there. So one of the things originally my email newsletter was going out on a every other month basis, we quickly turned that into a weekly email that not only highlighted jobs, um, and, but we also talked about positive, those positive stories from the companies in the area. Um, we have about 300 and some people who get that email here that are workforce related, HR folks, um, elected officials. So we wanted to get those messages out to them that um, there were positive messages, what we're doing to help. Um, I worked really closely with the chamber presidents since they really talked to their members on a daily basis. So we instituted a weekly call with the chamber presidents so that we could exchange information. And they were really great about also pushing out the job board um, to their members so that they are aware. So we were getting a lot of companies just calling us to add their jobs through all those outreach efforts. Well, and I, and, and I was, and I happily, Thank you. Receive received a lot of those messages, and again, uh, you know that was what was impressive to me. That uh, as early again as April, um, that that starting to see that push come from you and your office about job opportunities, about some of those stories, 
And, uh, and frankly, Carol, I thought that was very impressive that you were able to shift so quickly and that, that, that you knew and were able to start promoting that there were still job opportunities at a point where, again, what everybody else uh, was hearing was just that, you know, everything was closing down and people were being uh, furloughed. So, so that I thought was, again, sort of a, a unique uh, sort of a bright spot in the midst of a lot of uh, a lot of sort of you know dark days. So I appreciated that, and uh, and uh, was able to kind of circulate that around again to some people who I knew that were having some some uh, issues, and gave them an opportunity to connect in with some opportunities. So that was good. Now also in April. I think, again, this was another uh, step that you took and uh, some innovation that you were doing. You announced the formation of your Workforce Recovery Task Force. So uh, start by sharing, you know, why and who, and then uh, so what is, what's been the trajectory of that task group? You know, um, we've, because of, of what was going on, I think it really helped elevate a number of conversations across the county because um, and I've heard this from from some of the other podcasts you've done. You know, you, there are times where you have great relationships with people, but maybe you don't talk to them that often across the county. And I think having the pandemic really forced people to see how important it was to communicate together. So out of those conversations, and in particular with one of our county commissioners, um, we decided that it was probably really important to convene a group. We the twenty, and part of that is because the twenty first century talent region leadership team, um, which encompasses a lot of our county leaders, really was just kind of put on hold. Everybody was just trying to figure out what was going on in life. And, and so we felt like we needed to pull together a group of people who could just concentrate on the immediate need. So after talking with the commissioner, it was really important that we created a countywide effort um, because, again, you know, having four strong cities here, we felt like if everybody just did their own thing, it wouldn't be as helpful to the county as a whole. And, and especially, and people will see this across the region, just because you live in Fishers doesn't mean you don't work in Carmel, for example, which is what I do. So it really kind of is a cross county effort. So we created, um, we reached out to some folks, a lot of them who also are part of the 21st Century Talent Region team. So it was our chamber presidents, and we have three chambers here who have, um, paid presidents of their chambers, our Work One office, um, the local Ivy Tech uh, um, campus in Noblesville. We have an HR person on the task force who is involved with the company who was ramping up and, and doing some hiring. Um, we have our HC Win, which is the Hamilton County Workforce Innovative Network. Um, so we really pulled together people we thought would be helpful on helping guide an effort to do an immediate um, plan to help the displaced workers. One of the things we did was, and I'm a marketing person, so um, immediately thought we needed to create a logo because what we also wanted to, I thought was important to convey was this was a countywide effort and it wasn't one city or another or one organization or another. So we created the, the Hamilton County Workforce Recovery Task Force logo. We always talked about the group um, and not the individuals who were on it as much. Because again, it was important for us to do that as a, as a county. So we created an organization. Um, we started meeting um, weekly by Zoom. 
And we kind of kept that group a little bit small just because as all of us have realized doing Zoom meetings with a lot of people is challenging. So we kept it to 12 folks um, just because that was going to be more manageable. We have a county commissioner on there, a county council person on there, because again, um, having that county support was vital for us um, moving forward. And they've also, the county was also able um, to provide us some funding for some of the things that we were doing, which was really important because again, we created this group, but we, it was, there was no money attached to it. So they were able to provide us some funding to do some of the things that we've been able to do. So we got the group together and we started meeting on a weekly basis. And the first thing we did was create our short-term and our long-term goals. So short-term was really to focus in on the displaced workers and get them back to work. And so the best way we thought we could do that was creating a job fair um, and pulling together resources to be able to do that. And then long-term, we're really looking at trying to create a countywide job portal that will have all this information, kind of a one-stop shop place to go that has training information, that has um, uh, ways that you can get skilled up, and then also job openings as well. So we kind of want to be a, a, a place that people can go. We'll have our state resources that they can go to there. Um, again, because we thought it would be easier, so many people are like, gosh, there's so much information out there. Where can I go where we can just find something that's relevant to us here in the county? Um, and so that's why we are going to be creating this job portal as we move forward. Well, you, you said that one of the things that you did was a job fair, but what you didn't say was that they were virtual job fairs. And I think that's, uh, that's a fascinating concept. And, and we're all learning how many things we can do, whether we want to or not, virtually, excuse me, virtually. So talk about um, how you conducted and, and, and how did it go when you did a virtual job fair? And, and I think you've done a number of them at this point, right? So far, we've only done one okay. and we're starting to plan for the next one. So we, um, one of the person, the, the person with HC Wind did a great job of really researching, trying to find the best way for us to do a job fair virtually. And some of the things that were really important to us is we wanted to make sure it was an, an experience where people who came to the job fair really kind of felt like they were an act, at an actual job fair and had the opportunity to talk to companies. Um, some of the job fairs that I've seen, you basically go, you maybe see a video or you get some information about the company, but you still end up having to go to that company's website and apply for the positions they have open it was really important to us that we create a different kind of experience. So we found this great company that actually you walk into um, kind of a, an area where you have a choice of going to booths and there's virtual booths. Each one of the companies had their own booths that they could brand with their information. They could put company information up there. They could put their logo on there. And then their recruiters were available. So the job seekers could go to as many or as few booths as they wanted they could interact with that recruiter or that person who was manning the booth either through um, a chat system or they could actually request to have a video um, experience with them. So there could be interviews that were actually taking place during that job fair. Um, it was our first effort and we were really pretty pleased. We were able to spend a little bit of money to do some social media marketing for it. Um, all of our task force folks did a great job of helping to organically push that out with their own social media. 
We also worked really closely with the Good Samaritan Group, which is really the, the um, one organization in Hamilton County that kind of oversees all of our social services and has great relationships with all those folks. And we felt like it was important to work through them because a lot of those people who were out of a job and were displaced were having to use social services. So we knew we could reach them where we may not be able to reach them through social media. So we were trying to think of all the different ways that we could best reach out to people. Um, and so we created a flyer that was distributed through the Good Samaritan organization to all of those social or those um, social services groups. So our first experience was we had um, 334 job seekers sign up. And then we also had almost 50 companies who were um, part of that first effort. So we not only had companies that were hiring, but we also had folks like uh, Work One was there so they could talk about all the different great state programs that are available right now to help with reskilling and retraining. We had the 1150 Academy, which is a coding um, school that also has received state funds to help with financing, um, learning a new skill. We had TMAP. We work really closely with TMAP. They're actually going to be able to um, have accumulated the resumes that were given to us through that job fair, and they're able to put them in their database so they can help them um, find work that maybe it maybe wasn't even a company that was at the job fair that day, but now we have access to all of those folks who came um, because our goal is to try to find those people a job. Um, and so we were really pretty pleased. We did a survey afterwards to both the employers and the job seekers, and um, we pretty much got a 100% response saying they, they would participate again. They felt like it was a really good experience. Um, we got testimonials from the folks who participated. Um, many of them said it really felt like they were almost at a job fair um, because it had that connectivity that, that sometimes you don't feel like you have if you're doing something virtually. So um, our plans are moving forward. We're going to do um, more of these. We really wanted to learn from the first one. And one of the things we did learn is um, it probably will be beneficial if we look at doing some industry specific job fairs so that we're not only um, bringing in job seekers who are aligned with those companies, but it also helps the companies find people a little bit easier who have those, that skill set that they're looking for. Now, now, did you say that there was a, a unique platform that you used to build that virtual job fair on? It yes. wasn't, it wasn't just straight zoom or something like that. Is that right? Oh, no, no, it was an actual company that we, um, Actually, that's where some of the county dollars helped us to create a contract with this company so that they could um, create this experience for us, which was great. Yeah, because I was trying to imagine <laughs> how, how something like that on Zoom, and we've all spent a lot of time on Zoom and know both its, its, its positives and its negatives, and I, I couldn't figure out how that would happen. Well, that's good to know. So, so back to the task force, then you had talked about, you know, that there were short-term, long-term goals. How, you know, what sort of a long-term uh, position for that group? And then, you know, how are you thinking ahead in terms of how your position evolves as we, you know, continue to work our way through this? And, and what sort of, what else besides other job fairs, uh, what else is on the horizon in terms of your thinking? Sure. Well, moving forward, you know, any task force that you create really should have um, sort of a, a short-term effort. 
again, a lot of the people who are very committed here in the county are doing a lot of other things. So now we've put them on an, another committee <laughs> with the task force. So our plan is going long term. We wanted to get the job fair situation started. We wanted to get the job board up. Our plans are to expand that and make it more robust. Um, so we'll be working on that because that's been very popular with our companies here. And then longer term, what our plan is, is we're really going to take that task force work and our long-term efforts and meld that into our 21st century talent region. We're going to start getting that group back together again. Again, some of the people who are on the task force are also part of the, our, our leadership team for the 21st century talent region. The goal overall is, you know, grow the, the county, bring in workers, whether that's getting immediate workers back into work, which is, um, really what the task force is, is focused on. And then also long-term to continue our efforts with workforce attraction. Um, I think we all hope and believe that at some point we'll get back to um, somewhat normal operations, hopefully in the next year. And this really is a time we believe that people are reevaluating where they live and how they do work. And we really need to start ramping up our workforce attraction efforts again. There are people we're hearing, you know, from places like Texas and California who are very interested in moving to the Midwest and having a different experience and being able to live in a place that they see is, is a great place to, to um, grow them themselves as far as their career, but also grow their families. And, um, you know, we feel that Hamilton County is a great place to promote living here, working here. Um, even if you come here as a remote worker and your work is still someplace else, we still benefit from those tax dollars for the people who, who move here. So it's important for us to continue and start ramping up our, our workforce attraction efforts again and capture those folks who are having those conversations with their own families right now about maybe moving someplace else. Um, we also, part of our 21st Century Talent Region Initiative includes veteran attraction. I know there are several other places in the state that are doing that as well. So we, um, what we did with our 21st Century Talent Region, we have committees that are really assigned to the different aspects of what we're trying to accomplish with our goals. Veterans Initiatives is one of those um, committees. So we're going to be ramping up doing some veterans efforts. We've already been meeting with some of the folks, um, you know, we work with with Westwood and his group, um, with InVets, and there's some local companies here that are doing some things with the veterans. So we really want to be able to expand those efforts. So I really see for our organization, we will continue to be very collaborative and working across the county with right now trying to get the immediate displaced folks back to work. But as we start to move out of this, we also know that we need to, um, re-engage our efforts at workforce attraction because no matter what the, the climate is, there will always be a need for people to hire good qualified folks and we want to be there to help them do that and make that connection. And I think it's good that you, you touched upon that because uh, I've been surprised as I've talked to some of your peers around the state uh, that while they are struggling and trying to figure out how we re-engage people who've been uh, displaced, that there are still efforts underway to attract talent um, and, and, and 
And it is interesting that, yes, we still are working on attracting talent, but that our targets may be evolving a little bit different and differently. And uh, then you also touched upon, you know, we, we, nobody knows exactly what this is going to look like, but that whole notion of remote work uh, has suddenly sort of popped up on many radar screens that we're, we're hearing from like the commercial real estate um, sector that they're expecting a huge downsizing of sort of commercial um, office space because companies have realized, you know, we don't have to have all these people uh, in one place. We don't have to have them in expensive offices. Uh, they can work from home and that home can be <laughs> a lot of different places. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a couple of miles away. So I think it's an interesting uh it's an interesting opportunity to promote quality of life uh, to people who are in very different places and who, you know, have seen some limitations because of, you know, because of things like COVID-19 and are looking for, you know, some alternatives. So kudos to you for still having that on your radar screen. Uh, so what haven't we talked about in terms of uh, your efforts and what's going on? Before we get to that, I, I, there was one other question. So, you, so I think you alluded early on to the fact that, and, and, and we've talked about this in other areas, that it doesn't look as though that the, the pandemic is affecting all industries and all companies equally, that some are finding some unique opportunities uh, to, to pivot, to do new products, and they're, they're, they are hiring, uh, and then others are are maybe even falling off sort of the, the end of the economy in some ways. So you alluded to that, but what are you seeing in terms of the industries that are struggling, but also those that, that do seem to be thriving at this point, at least in Hamilton County? You know, for us, what we're seeing, and we do use a lot of data to try to help us um, hone in on where our opportunities are. We were doing that before. Um, that and all that data, and I'm sure everybody else who's done gone through the process for 21st Century Talent Region, that data is vital to helping you decide, you know, for your region, for your area, where are the growing industries? What do you need to focus on? We may have to tweak that just a little bit, but I'm guessing for our county at least, probably not a whole lot. Um, in the northern part of our county, we have a lot of, of um, advanced manufacturing, and several of those companies are really working with some COVID-related initiatives. So they have really ramped up, whether they're providing refrigeration to um, have vaccines housed in, because these vaccines that are gonna come are, have to be refrigerated. So we have SMC Corporation, who that's their business. Um, Helmer Scientific is doing some things along those lines. So we have some companies that have made that pivot but we also are seeing some of our other companies. Um, we have had several of more insurance, finance, some of those other groups that um, are really starting to grow and I'm getting more and more of those kind of jobs and companies that are reaching out to add jobs to the job board. They may be rethinking what their employment base looks like and they may be making some shifts on where they need to revamp their, their um, folks and the tasks that they do. But they may, for example, be laying off of one area and hiring in another. So I think that we're gonna continue to see growth across the board 
because of that, and I really have noticed in the last couple of weeks, some of those really ramping up. Um, one of the things we really talked about as part of the task force that's going to be important for us is helping um, have that diversity and inclusion conversation as well. And a lot of people are interested. A lot of the companies are really looking now at how do we do our hiring? How can we be more inclusive? How do we onboard people? And what can we do to help with those efforts? Um, a lot of the chambers are hearing that message as well. And so we probably were looking at, you know, what, how can we help that effort? How can we um, give out information that will help companies make some decisions they need to make or reach out and how do we do a better job of recruiting people who are more diverse? Um, that's going to be really important, I think, for all of us moving forward. So looking at those kind of things, I think that we'll see the growth continue. It just might look a little bit different. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you bringing up the diversity conversation because that has, uh, is something that I think um, also many of our folks are trying to figure out how we, how we address and get our hands around that. So now I can ask the question, is there anything that, I, that, that we haven't touched upon that you would like to before we close? You know, I think for us, a couple of the things that have been really important, um, having that HR advisory council has been so helpful to me, both in understanding companies' needs and as a resource, but then also at the same time, um, we are connecting with them by bringing them resources. For example, I just had our quarterly HR advisory council meeting about a week or so ago, and because a lot of them are trying to bring their workforce back and there's some barriers to that, I had someone with child care resources come and talk about how the companies can um, disseminate some information to help their employees if they have child care issues, especially right now with some schools um, in session in person and some not. So that's been um, a challenge for some people to, for their workforce. And then also transportation. Transportation has um, been a problem for us here in Ham Hamilton County. And so there's some resources that, I had come talk to our group about helping them with transportation issues. So we still need to, to um, look at and help however we can to keep our companies thriving and growing. Um, the other thing that I think has been really helpful, I'm part of the Indiana Talent Network learning support team and we have weekly calls. And a lot of what we talk about is the importance of backbone organizations. And the, really truly the economic development folks across the state are truly a great backbone organization for every county because I think they're doing a lot to help support the county however they can. And, and again, a lot of them are doing pivots like we are and expanding, I think, in a lot of ways, their relationships with the people across the county um, because of the need and really growing themselves. But I think they're going to become even more important because those backbone organizations are vital to keeping your area growing and thriving. Well, that's a perfect, perfect statement to close on. And thanks for touching too on, on the daycare and transportation. Uh, we had a conversation this week with a state legislator uh, and, uh, and that notion of that being a barrier to getting people back to work wasn't really on his radar screen. And, you know, we're hearing that that's, you know, that is an even more critical issue for a lot of communities suddenly. Yeah. 
So thank you, Carol. I, this has been uh, this has been great, and I and uh, I think this is uh, going to be helpful information for your peers around the state. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Lee. I love being able to talk about what we're doing, and and have learned a lot from the podcast of what other folks are doing too. So I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. So I've been talking today with Carol Sergi, Director of Workforce Strategy for Invest Hamilton County and with the Hamilton County uh, Economic Development. Um, and appreciate your time and, uh, and thanks for, for uh, being with me today. Thanks, Lee. This has been IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. All content in this podcast is copyright 2020 by the Indiana Economic Development Association, and all rights are reserved. Mm-hmm.